0: good evening and uh thank you for watching tonight uh i'm having to record this a little earlier in the day because i have a funeral visitation and a funeral to do this evening and wanted to make sure that i was able to get this done and recorded and uploaded for you Uh, as we are continuing through this little book by david jeremiah on uh, on uh, Why the Nativity, 25 Questions and Reasons to Study and Believe the Birth of Jesus. Uh, I think I want to just say that you might be thinking, well, why are we doing two weeks at a time or two lessons at a time? Well, if you notice, there are 25 questions. And we started on December the 1st, uh, hoping to be done on Christmas. But if you know, we don't do Saturday and Sunday, so we've lost some days So we're having to do a couple uh, combined so that we can get done on time. And so last night we looked at Mary and then Mary's song of rejoicing after the news that she was going to give birth to the Messiah, to the one who is going to redeem people from their sins. We talked about how we have had an encounter with Jesus if we are saved, and we should be declaring what he has done to others as well. But tonight, uh, tonight we're looking at why Joseph and why did Jesus come when he did? And uh, a lot of times we ask ourselves, Joseph was a unique situation, right? He was a husband who was excited about being married. He had a, a, a wife that was going to be pure and humble and godly and all the qualifications that we see uh, God celebrating in Mary, you know Joseph would have been the same way. Uh, He would have been excited. This was the woman he loved, the woman he wanted to be with, uh, all of these things. And then to hear she was going to have a baby with someone else. And, uh, as we all know, the Lord had to reveal that to him, uh, because why? Uh, this is an unheard of thing. Uh, God, uh, miraculously giving Mary this child. Uh, we know that Joseph did not want to shame her, he didn't want to embarrass her thinking that she had done something sinful. Um, you know, um, it, just a remarkable, situation to be in but yet we see that in Matthew chapter 1 verse 20 Joseph son of David the angel said do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins and so Joseph understands that This is not a normal situation. This is a miraculous event that God has orchestrated. And I think it's amazing because even though Joseph would have known it was a miracle, even though Joseph would have known that Mary had done nothing wrong, Joseph had to know that no one else was going to believe this. No one else, when they begin to see Mary's stomach grow, would have believed that this child was the Lord's. First of all, you can imagine everybody would have begun to judge Joseph because of why? Well, they were doing things before marriage that they shouldn't have. And I know we're living in a culture where that no longer matters, but I want you to know something, that sex and sexual uh, uh, things are meant to be in marriage and to to. to To do anything like that before marriage is a sin. And God does not bless it. And God does not honor it. And even though we have accepted it, it's wrong. So parents and grandparents, you need to remind your children and grandchildren that these things are sacred and special and they're not cheap. But Joseph would have faced that stigmatism. Then Mary. What if they would have said, well, it wasn't Joseph's, but Mary." did this with someone else. Now Joseph is not only being accused of doing something he shouldn't have, he is marrying someone that doesn't deserve to be married, someone that doesn't deserve his love and affection. And I don't know this, but it's just how my brain works from being a pastor now for all of these years. I have seen family try to discourage someone in their family. Are you sure you wanna marry that person? Don't you know what her family's like? Don't you know what her background's like? Don't, know, don't you know his past? And I'm guessing Joseph probably got a little bit of that. This woman's pregnant. It's not your kid. What are you doing? But Joseph stayed the course. He believed God. And he knew that doing what God asked, doing what God wanted, regardless of the cost, was worth it. That's why Jesus said, blessed are you when they persecute and revile you for my name's sake. What is God asking you to take a stand for? What is is God asking you to do for righteousness that's probably going to cost you something? Second thing we look at is, why did Jesus come when he did? Why didn't Jesus come a thousand years before, a thousand years later? What was it about this time in human history that made Jesus come? Well, one, we know that God just had a purpose and a plan. We know that God knew the time and the seasons, but some of the specifics, let's think about this. The nation of Israel had truly became hopeless on their own. They had been carried into captivity and brought back. And after that captivity, they had begun to quickly run from God. And so when the nation of Israel is at its point of Jesus's birth, it had become totally corrupt. It had totally abandoned the things of God. It had become false and and hypocrisy. and, And it was all the wrong reasons. And Jesus discussed that with the Sanhedrin and the high priest throughout his entire ministry about the wickedness of the leaders. But I think that's fitting, though, that when things are most hopeless, we see the love and mercy of God. Just think about John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And so we know that the rescue mission of God has always been the purpose and plan because of the love of God, the care of God. But when we look at the Romans' world, we know that the Romans had conquered most of the known world. They had built roads, bridges, infrastructure like the world had never known. And so Jesus coming, his message being given, his death and resurrection happening, and the disciples being sent. The disciples were then able to go to all of the known world through travel, through um, land travel, through ship travel, all of these things just at the right time. We also know that the Roman Empire was open to the idea of different gods. Uh, Paul talks to them and and tells them uh, to the gods, they had multiple, to the one of the unknown God, because just maybe they had forgotten one and didn't know about. And they were open to the idea of spiritual things, to spiritual decisions. And so when we think about this, we have to be reminded, though, that even though these were the positives, uh, there was one negative. If you know anything about crucifixion, you know that crucifixion was a Roman instrument of death and punishment. And even though in the Old Testament it prophesied that Jesus would be crucified on a tree, this was not known really on the scale that it was until this time and the Roman army. And so the Romans not only had prepared the roads for the gospel to be preached. Not only had they brought open-mindedness for people to receive it, they had also created the death that would crucify our Lord. And so because of that, everything had been prepared for him. And I say that tonight because I want you to know something. Your life might seem chaotic. Your life might seem confusing. Your might, life might seem out of your control, but know that God has a purpose and a plan. The good that comes, the hard that comes, God has a plan. And so as always, thank you for watching. And I pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you. And I look forward to being back with you tomorrow night. God bless.